Good morning. I want to welcome y'all to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Cade. I'm the minister here. We're so grateful that you're here. If you're a visitor today, the number one thing that uh, people are drawn to at the beginning of this service is coffee and donuts. We have coffee and donuts and orange juice over there. And we have restrooms here. If you have a young child, we can check them in in the back into our new security system. Um, we check in children and infants up to uh, fifth grade. So if you would like to do that, make sure you let um, Leanna know in the back or Aaron. Um, just a couple of announcements. We like to give people the opportunity to pray, uh, share prayer concerns in worship. So if you would like to fill out a card um, that will be shared with our Tuesday prayer team and also read in worship, if you'll raise your hand, uh, an usher will bring you a note card and we just ask that you write, uh, you print, uh, very legibly, easy to read. Um, and we, if you don't want it shared in worship, but you do want it given to the Tuesday group, just note that on the card and we'll be happy to do that. We have an Exploring Memorial class again on August 14th. Uh, we're sort of going out of the normal pattern just because of the uh, schedule that's coming. Uh, so August the 14th at 10 a.m. in between this building and the sanctuary is a social hall. You can learn more about our church, meet each other, uh, new friendly people, and um, learn about the United Methodist Church, what, what uh, their goals are in general. We hope that you'll come to that. I picked the book that we're going to use for worship starting on August 14th. You know how last fall we would give you the book the first Sunday that we used it. And uh, it's a little tough to start going, going with chapter 1 when you were just handed the book. Uh, especially if you missed that week, you're two weeks back. And so um, I'm going to tell you now, and we're going to make sure we got our list accurate. We can order your book for you, uh, and you can reimburse us. Uh, that's no trouble for us to do that. But we're reading Fear of the Other, No Fear in Love. It's talking about the human response to fear and how our leaders have the ability to motivate us with fear. And uh, our fears sometimes are a little irrational. It's written by Bishop Will Williman, who's a local boy. Uh, worked at uh, Duke University as the dean of the chapel for decades. Um, served churches in this area. Was a bishop in North Alabama and is now back at Duke uh, in sort of an um, advisory role. Bishop Willman is coming to preach on the last Sunday of that series. So on October 16th, uh, you want to be here. You want to be here, period, because, come on. Um, but you definitely want to put that in your calendar. Get that, get that way out there. Put it in ink or digital ink on your calendar so that you know to come on October 16th. He is a treat of treats because he comes at you, but in a funny, funny, uh, biting sort of way. He's, he's one of my favorite speakers of, of all time. Um, youth could not go to Paris Mountain last night because of all that craziness on the radar. And so since they did not go on their trip, it's delayed. There will be youth tonight. There would not have been, um, but there will now be. Um, uh, let me introduce you to guys. Uh, Jim Mitchell's been in the band a couple times. He's now part of the band that's going to be here, uh, Blue Shirt. Uh, Jim, we're uh, grateful that you've decided to join the band. And Mike Leister, uh, spelled with an I. I've learned an I in Greer. You say Leister? Mike Leister's a uh, friend of Jimmy's going back decades and has played for us before and is playing with us again today. And uh, we're grateful that you're here with us as well. Technology helps us. Sometimes it fails us. Google Slides did not update the words on the lyrics of the songs, and so we don't have lyrics for you today. Um, so I think, it's, I think we'll just remain seated 
can just enjoy the music today. If you'd like to sing along with the parts that you know, the choruses that you know, uh, make sure you do that. And uh, we do have um, the sermon there. I don't know why. But uh, we're going to look it up on Google and see if we can get it fixed and have it next week. Um, there are sheets under the outside chair. These are for contact information. If you have not received a poll by email or on Facebook or whatever, I want to give you the opportunity to fill out that sheet. We are doing a relentless, I'm talking about relentless pursuit of information, contact information, so that we get it right. I would say Memorial's contact information is about 54% accurate. It, I'd say that's probably high. Um, so we have plenty of sheets in the back, and you also have the ability to fill it out online. Um, if you need that, make sure that you take that opportunity during the offertory to fill that out. I believe that's everything. Let's start our worship service. Would you pray with me? 
dear God, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for this opportunity to come together in a fellowship and worship. We pray that you would just open our hearts and our mind today so that we can focus and receive your word. In his name I pray. Amen. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, you were condemned. I'm alive and well, and spirit is within me because you died and rose again. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, you were condemned, I'm alive and well, your spirit is within me, because you died and rose again, amazing love, how can it be, that you my king would die for me? your neighbors and children come forward for children's church please
morning. Okay, so do any of y'all have questions that no one can answer for you? Like, is there just a question rattling around in your head that no one has the answer to? No? Really? Anybody? Got one? What is it? Oh, that's a good question. I don't have that answer, but maybe Pastor Joe has that answer. Um, anybody else? No? Y'all don't have any questions? Wow. Well, do you know the book of Job? Do you know, is it, is it in the Old Testament or New Testament? Old? Yes, it is in the Old Testament. And Job, he was a man who had some really tough questions. And he wanted answers. He wanted to know why there was suffering, why bad things happened. And he got many answers from people who thought they knew. Because you know how some people think they know the answers, but they don't always know the answers. Um, kind of like me, because sometimes I think I know, but I don't know. But Job didn't believe their answers. In the end, Job realized that the only real answers come from God. God is the one who created the world and the whole universe. Only God has all the answers. Some of our questions will have to wait until we get to heaven, but they will be answered. You think you could wait that long? You don't? We didn't even have any questions. How was God made? How was God made? Ooh, Pastor Joe can answer that one. Um, questions are very important. <laughs> we learn by asking questions. God created us to be curious, to want to know. It's good to ask why. I hope each of you will ask questions all through your life, even at school when you don't want to talk. During today's service, think of a really tough question to ask your parents. They will love that. If you don't know the answer, they may know the answer. So, questions are very important. Can we all agree on that? Maybe. They help you learn at school, you know, like when you don't know how to do a math problem, you ask the question. You don't want to learn. Well, I hope you change your mind because you have a long time to be in school if you don't want to learn. All right, will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for your incredible world and for our curious minds. Help us to always seek the true answers and find, oh, sorry. Help us always seek out true answers to our questions. Amen. So Wayne and Christy heard that part about maybe she thinks she knows all the answers, but she doesn't. Y'all got that one? We want to pray for Bill Davis, who's currently in ICU at St. Francis. He's had a tough uh, month, tough month plus. Uh, and for religious freedom, persecution, those who are being persecuted. And we have a number of uh, situations in the church that um, health-wise that um, people are, are yet to be ready to share with everyone. But if you'll just be aware of the family, church family has got some illnesses that if we can... Um, just constantly pray for them, set aside our concerns for ourselves and say, God, um, be with them, be with those families that are supporting them, be with their loved ones uh, and everyone around them. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we first and foremost seek your will, your purpose for our lives. And even though you granted us free will and we make all kinds of choices with that, people around us make all kinds of choices with that, even though you granted us uh, fragile bodies that can get hurt, get sick, we know that you're present with us and amongst us. And that your dream is that we would use our free will to listen, to understand, to see others, 
to see you in those others that we see. Bless our breaking open of the Scripture today, that we may see ourselves in every part of the story, that we may understand your love and your purpose that precedes action, and the requirement that you've placed on each of us who proclaim to be Christian to follow your Son. It's in His name that we pray the prayer He taught His disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we continue in a series today that goes through the end of this month where we're talking about creeks, lakes, and streams. Times in which people learned a great deal about themselves or about one another, about God, by a small body of water, a medium-sized body of water, a large body of water. So to this point, we've talked about creation. First thing that came before anything, hardly, was water. Water that gave life to the plants and vegetations, the animal, the human, and how we just simply should have gratitude for such things. Second, John the Baptist baptized Jesus when he said, I want you to baptize me. John the Baptist said, what? You want me to baptize you? And that story is a clear indication that humans have a major role in this story. Humans learn by the water that they need to participate. Baby Moses floated down the river. He was in water and learned that provision, security, safety, love preceded anything he was ever asked to do or um, uh, required to say. Moses and the Israelites were uh, led out into the wilderness and found bitter water. And what they do? He brought us out here to die. Their bitterness was way more bitter than the bitterness of the water. And when that water was cleared up, it was an opportunity for their bitterness to subside. And finally, last week we talked about Jonah and the storm. You know, the whale steals the story in that, uh, whenever we hear that. But Jonah learning that this story is a little bit bigger than me. I, this, this greater task is, is a little bit bigger than the things I want to do. Uh, was a major part of that story. All of these things have to do with water, and today does as well. So we're looking at Job 38, verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched out a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid the cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors and when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place? When I said, this far you may come and no farther? Here is where your proud waves halt. So here's your first phrase. Words without knowledge. This is my favorite thing I've heard in like six months. So when somebody is in a crowd and they're speaking about something of which they do not know, I love, who's speaking words without knowledge? 
I'm going to try that out of the house. See how that goes. Which one do you think I ought to say it to first? Children or spouse? I'm not going to drop that on anybody. You ever walk in the door on somebody getting scolded? You go in and somebody's getting, whether it be a peer, whether it be a family member, whether it be uh, somebody in church, and you whoa, whoa, okay, I'll come back later. 38 is Job being lit up by God. You need to understand who you are and where you are and why you are and the fact that I've created all of this. Um, if you look at the Bible, you know, different Bibles have different titles in their sections um, that maybe lead off a chapter. And this chapter is titled, God Speaks. And it's on. God has not spoken for something like 36 chapters of Job. And God is now speaking in 38. And God is scolding Job in every way possible. So here's your second point. How did we get to this? How do we get to the point in Job 38 where God is truly scolding Job for knowing his place? Um, you know those movies, they're, they're action movies, um, where every single thing falls apart for the person in the first five minutes? I'm talking about they lose everything. And normally in those action movies that males typically are more likely to go to and enjoy, the thought is, now this person's going to grab everything he has, unleash fury on everyone around him until everything is settled again. So this book starts off in that same way, but then goes in a dramatically different way. Imagine if that hero lost everything, and then they had a deep theological conversation about God's will and everyone around him for the next 90 minutes before it was resolved. Who's going to watch that movie? It depends. But if they're going there depending on action, something's going to happen. Over and over and over again, they go back and forth, Job and his friends. So um, he, here's the people involved. This is, this is your next point. God, Satan, devil, Job, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Elihu. This is um, who Leanna was referencing. So... Uh, God approaches the devil and says, isn't Job amazing? He's a really great example of something. And I should say, different theological educations give you different slants of whether something is 100% this actually happened or this is poetry and it's a, something to learn from. Your more liberal seminaries ask questions about it. Your more conservative seminaries settle it. So I'll just tell you that I went to uh, most United Methodist seminaries are more liberal. They're asking more questions. So I'm asking questions of this text. Um, God says to uh, uh, Satan, isn't he amazing? And he says, tell you what, how about we take everything away from him? And then we'll see how amazing he is. And in the first chapter, every amazing thing that he has is gone. And here for a little while, he sticks it out and says, you know what? I, I still believe in God. I still love God. But after about a chapter and a half, he goes, it'd probably be better if I died. It'd probably be better if I weren't born. It'd probably be better if I didn't exist. And from that point forward, he has a chapter. Every chapter is led by one of these people in a discussion. He'll have a chapter. Elihu will have a... Or, I'm sorry. Uh, Eliphaz will have a chapter. Bildad will have a chapter. And they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
Job is mostly saying, uh, I'm righteous, and if God weren't so big and had to talk to me, God would know that I was righteous. His friends say, you must have done something. Is that not the human tendency? If we get anything from sickness to loss of some sort to not getting a green light on Highway 29, I must have done something to deserve this. That goes back as far as humans go back. And his friends, who are apparently wise, will routinely ask him, well, I wonder what it was that you did. You must have done something. And then they go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth every chapter. Until Job stops speaking in the 30s. And then this guy Elihu comes in for about four chapters. He's a young guy. And he goes, I'm young here. You guys have a lot more experience than me. But y'all are goofy. You, Job, should never suggest that you're righteous or that God should check himself. You need to know that God alone is righteous. And you people who are supposed to be theological experts talking to him keep asking him if he did something wrong and questioning God's motives there. Y'all need to understand that God alone is righteous and that we should listen before we speak. Isn't that hard to do that? Isn't it hard to listen before you speak? And those chapters immediately precede what I just read. And it's called God Speaks in verse 38. So God and Satan in Job so amazing, not without you. Job said, I wish I was dead. Why should I be patient? I want a chance to speak to God and I'll be found righteous. Eliphaz and Bildad, you must not be in, uh, innocent. And you're talking a whole lot. You're not listening. Elihu, be silent and learn. Be silent and learn. And then God says, listen up. Check your tone. Use your inside voice before you find yourself outside. Chapter 38, verse 25. Who cuts a channel for the torrents of rain and a path for the thunderstorm to water a land where no one lives, an uninhabited desert, to satisfy a desolate wasteland and make it sprout with grass? Does the rain have a father? Who fathers the drops of dew? From whose womb comes the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens? When the waters become hard as stone, when the surface of the deep is frozen. So here's your next point. M more things have happened than we can possibly imagine. More things are happening than we can possibly imagine. The thing that we need to consider, the thing that came to mind for me as I was reading this text is, do you ever walk into something late? you ever walk into a meal late? A meeting late? Into church late? Into whatever late? What would you say are the fundamentals of, it's over now, I'm late. What would you say the fundamentals are of your behavior going forward from that point? Listen. <laughs> Maybe speak. We got to listen. You have missed five to seven minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of the discussion. And now you've got to somehow catch up. Imagine if we were walking into a meeting that had existed for millions and millions and millions of years and we are now a part of it. What would we do in response to God who is holding that meeting? You know what I think, given my understanding of these six feet around me for these last 42 years, I think we ought to change this. 
What do you think God thinks? How about we listen first? How about we understand? How about then maybe we speak? If we're late to a meeting, to a meal, to a game, we've got to understand that there's so much that has happened prior to our arrival. Verse 42, chapter 42, verse 1. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears have heard of you, but now my eyes see you. So here's your last phrase, and I've said it a couple times this morning. Listen, see, maybe speak. How many applications, uh, how many times in life could we apply that? Somebody starts to share something hard. Your immediate tendency is to think, um, is connection. Here's a hard thing I've shared. Here's a hard thing I've had with that thing. At best, you're doing motive. At best, you're trying to connect. At worst, you're making sure that their story is set aside and you're showing your story now. Okay? When we think, when we read what God is saying and we think, yeah, I mean, I know. You know like when you give somebody advice and they go, mm-hmm, right. But anyway, what I was saying before you said something... <laughs> How many times do we do that to God? Now, that just doesn't mean that we aren't looking around and pleading to God to understand and wanting to participate in the decisions that are made, wanting to use our free will in order to bring about God's love. Certainly God wants to be a part of that conversation. Certainly God wants to hear our voice. Certainly God wants us to pray. But this stuff that Job was doing, stuff where we figure we know better given our extremely limited experience. So regarding your conversation with God think to yourself how can I listen? How can I see? How can I potentially speak and if so speak about God and God's will for others? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand and join me in our modern affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating. Who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new. Who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with me. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. Please be seated. It's now time for our tithes and other offerings. This is an opportunity for you if you are a non-digital person.
you're not likely to see it on Facebook or email, if you'll get one of those sheets and fill out the contact information, we'll use it to give you all sorts of valuable information. I'm not going to waste your time with the way that we contact you, um, but we want the absolute best contact information possible. Who you are 
God was back. Restoring that relationship. God wants to restore us if we're willing to listen. Let us listen going forward from this place. Go in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to honor you in all I do. Good week. <laughs>